Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where we go to discuss them as a community. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media platforms, of course, starting with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. On YouTube, Facebook, and now on TikTok, you can reach me at theprofessortravel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're on Twitter, please find me there at theprofessortr1. And then if you are a blogger, you can also find me there at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I am very proud to bring back again my visiting professor for the day, Ishan Gokal. How are you doing, Ishan? Hello. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for doing this. I, I, I recently interviewed Ishan on a wonderful trip to Antarctica that he took, which was just, I learned so much about that. I had to have you back really fast to talk about some of your additional adventures. And this one is going to be really, really, I think, very special for my students. But before we get into any of that, can you tell us a little bit about your credentials, just a little bit about yeah. your educational background and some of the places that you traveled? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I said, in the Antarctica uh, vlog, my education is my travel. <laughs> my travel is my education. Um, uh, basically, uh, I've traveled many different places around the world, all seven continents. I don't know how many countries. Uh, and uh, We know it's over 50. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say between 50 and 100. Uh, and um, it, it's a passion of mine until this year came around. Uh, uh, until please. last year, I was traveling every chance I got, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> I cannot wait for this year to get over, <laughs> so we can get back on the traveling bandwagon again. Um, so. This is a very special episode because you had an opportunity to go on the Trans-Siberian Railway. This is something I have wanted to do for a very, very long time. Tell me, why did you decide to go on a trip like this? Um, so a little bit background about me uh, personally. Uh, I'm from India originally. And uh, when I was growing up, every summer vacation, my parents used to, I mean, we all used to go, you know, different places in India. We used to visit my grandparents in different cities. Um, so, uh, I, and that was all done by train. So I fell in love with train travel over there when I was growing up. And uh, somewhere along the lines, I learned about this thing called Trans-Siberian Railway, which is the longest uh, single stretch of uh, track in the world. 
And I was like, yes, I want to do that someday. I, I hope I get to do that someday. And it was like a dream of mine to go on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to go similar to, again, going back to the previous one about Antarctica. Um, I've, I've always wanted to go and I've always wanted to experience what it's like to be on a train for like seven, eight days at a stretch. And, uh, you know, just for that experience. I, yeah. I I, I am so proud of you for making your dreams come true. This is, it is like you, you have been to more countries than almost anybody I know. You have been through so many oh, different I, I brilliant know, adventures. Sorry, sorry, I know a lot of people who have been to a lot more countries than I have. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of, a I, whole lot more. <laughs> I have been to 23 countries, and I think that's a pretty decent amount, at least by American standards. You've been over f- between 50 and 100. I only know two other people that have been even comparable to that, and they're both professors I work with, and one has been I think to this, over 70 countries and the other one has been to a little over a hundred. Wow. So, I mean, in ter- but that's a lot of uh, conferences that he goes to and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Uh, but man, it is just so fun. I mean, you know, you, you get a chance to go out, you get a chance to see the culture, experience the people, obviously experience the food, which I love. Um, but just really, you know, go in a variety of different traveling modalities, whether it's a cruise or a flight. This particular one, however, on a train is so unique and so interesting. I was telling you right before the show, there's only two train trips that I've that I've dreamed about when I was growing up. And one was the Trans-Siberian Railway, and the other one was the Orient Express. The Orient Express, we'll probably talk a little bit more about later on down the line, um, just because I am looking to do that down the line, and I'm really kind of curious about how that process would look. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I actually I actually am, I, I know a YouTuber who's done it, so I'm going to see if I can get an interview with them as well. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. Um, but how long in advance did you have to start planning for this kind of a trip? Uh, almost a year. Um, and the reason... I mean, I, I, I don't know how to say this. Uh, it, it was uh, just the processes of getting everything organized and, you know, the details of the whole trip. Uh, now, this trip actually was uh, part of a larger trip that I had taken uh, with many other countries uh, along the way and after, before and after Russia, everything. Uh, so it was just like organizing that and figuring out, oh, you know, you need to fly from here to there to there to there and stay here for so many days and arrive in Russia on that day and leave on Russia that day, get the visas and all that. So it was a kind of a headache to kind of plan everything. Um, uh, so it took a long time. And then, you know, everything beyond that also. So I'm just combining that to say like more than a year. Did your travel, like travel company, like uh, travel uh a, a, a trip advisor or a travel agent help with organizing any of that for you? Uh, no. So I like doing it all myself. That's okay. one of my joys. Like <laughs> it, it gets me excited to go. This doesn't sound uh, very joyful this time. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it is a pain, but it's also like it gets me excited. You know, I, I, when I start planning it and I start looking up places to go and, um, you know, uh, like I, I figure out, oh, I can go here, 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 and you know, kind of talk to people. They've been some of those places. You know, you get ideas from them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's it, it's just you know. Now, so, now, if I had to do that again, I honestly I would be depressed because I cannot. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was the visa process? I mean, like, how many different countries did you end up going through on this Trans-Siberian uh, Railway? Uh, well, this was just the Russia. So, okay, so it's it's, it's uh, fully Russia. Two, 
yeah, there there are actually more than two. There are a few branches of the Trans-Siberian Railway. One goes down to Beijing, China, yeah. uh, across Mongolia. Uh, another goes uh, like a little bit off uh, China, not Beijing. There's a uh, there's a town that starts with H. I'm blanking out on the name. That's okay. Um, um, and you know, then there's the main line, which is the original line historically, which is uh, Moscow to Vladivostok. Okay. Um, so very cool. And so you only needed the one visa for all for of Russia. Russia. Okay, yeah. that's perfect. Um, did you have to ahead of time bring any special type of travel medications or anything like that? Just preparing for something like this. I mean, it sounds like, if, of course, talking with you previously, mm-hmm. we know that this was not the first stop on this trip. You, yeah. you were, you were gone for an entire month. So I was saying, did you have to like have like a care package of like aspirins yeah. and well, beta aids and all kinds of safety well, stuff? That's, that was basically it. I had a basic first aid kit that you can get anywhere these days, any drugstore kind of place. Uh, but really that was it. I didn't have any special medication or anything like that. Um, you know, just a, like a small, about that big first aid kit. <laughs> See, I would carry. That's just my aspirin. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about preparing for this kind of a trip. Um, is it all cold? Is it all cold weather the whole so way across? I, uh, no, uh, not when I went. Uh, okay. Of course, it depends what time of the year you go. Uh, so this trip, I went uh, basically the last week of May in 2011, um, and. Uh, I needed a like a light light jacket, you know, not a not a thick heavy one. Uh, but beyond that, nothing else. I mean, you can see in the photo that I was wearing. That's basically yeah, it was like a black wearing. like a black yeah, jacket. It, it's a very light, you know. Just you, even if it's if I even if I wasn't wearing that, it could be okay. Uh, and uh, it actually gets pretty uh, humid in some places along the train journey. So. Mm. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it was fine. I mean, by May, it is fine. Now, that is not to say, like, if you go in December, it's going to be the same. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> not through Siberia. Um, I, I don't think so. So, during, so for this trip, you started, you actually started your flight in Manila. Is yeah, that right? I was in the Philippines. So, like I said earlier, this is part of a longer journey. Okay. And uh, I, I eventually I got to the Philippines, and then from Philippines I flew to uh, Vladivostok, Russia. Uh, so uh, uh, I had a friend in Philippines. She came with me. Okay. Um, and um, then we did that. I mean, whole whole train journey was together. Excellent. And. Um, that was on, was it Korean air that you took in yeah. order to get there? Yeah. yeah. How, how was the trip? The flight was good. Uh, it was my first time flying Korean. Um, and uh, we flew from Manila to Seoul, Seoul to Vladivostok. Uh, and one interesting thing that I noticed on the, you know, on the uh, map that they show you on, on board the flight. Uh, so from Seoul to Vladivostok, uh, if you draw a straight line, it actually passes over North Korea. Mm. And uh, assuming they're not allowed to fly over North Korea, no. they shut down. <laughs> um, so we actually flew like a big circle around North Korea, and you know we go up and then all the way back down to Vladivostok again. It's just like whole, whole big you know circle across China, Russia, and then back down again. Gotta be careful. Uh, <laughs> these are the things. These uh, are the adventures in which you challenge yourself well, when I mean, you travel. This is, this is the plane, you know. I'm I'm just on the ride. So. <laughs> 
You're like, I'll just take it wherever they're going to go. Oh, okay. So you arrive in Vladivostok mm-hmm. to start off your journey. When yeah. you arrived, uh, did you actually have, did you actually stay in Vladivostok before yes. you started your train so, ride? Yes. Okay. Uh, and Vladivostok airport is a good hour's drive from the city, uh, okay. more than an hour. <laughs> um, uh, so I did not know that before I landed there, <laughs> which I guess I should have researched and should have known. But uh, it was a shock to me when I landed there that the city is like more than an hour away and there's literally nothing in between. So you basically have to take a taxi cab. Uh, there's no metro or anything like that, no bus that goes there that I knew about. Uh, I had to take a taxi cab. I was probably, and it's not like an official taxi, so uh, I was probably overcharged for that price, uh, for that ride. I don't Pro- know. Probably. Uh, most likely, yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, and I did not know, like, so... Uh, basically the way it worked was you go to a driver and you ask, you know, you want to go to the city, you tell them the name of your hotel and they'll quote your price. Right. And I was like in rubles, in Russian rubles. So I was doing the, you know, calculation in my head at that time, I think it was 30 to one, 30 rubles to $1. Okay. And I was like, it's almost like the Thai bot. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, And I was like, Wow, that's a lot of money that you're asking me, you know, just just to go to the hotel. <laughs> uh, and I I did not know that. Yeah, the hotel is an hour away, so that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you get so you get to the hotel. What is the hotel that you're staying at? Is it just a local uh, hotel, or is yeah, it, it was a local hotel I had booked. Right. Okay. Um, uh, they they had a nice bar on top. I, I I wish I had written down the name of the hotel. Uh, like it had a like a top floor, you know. Uh, kind of restaurant bar nice. and lounge kind of place. And uh, you can see the view of the city from there. It's like top floor is like, I don't know, 10th, 11th floor or something like that. Um, so uh, this is nice. This is good hotel, but I wish I had written down which hotel it was because I don't know. That. Do you speak Russian? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. So were they, were they able to communicate with you? Uh, yes, they were. Uh, okay. uh, all the tourist areas I found, actually all over the world, this is probably true, that they, you can get by. It's not a big deal. Uh, you, you should know a few words, of course. Uh, Spasiba, thank you. What uh, Dasvidanya. Uh, yeah. Uh, a few few words which I've forgotten now, uh, but what's, otherwise what's, I'm trying to think, remember what is hello or like hi. Um, uh, Privet. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> word, no, of the, word of the I, day I for you, students. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned in St. Petersburg. So, спасибо uh, <laughs> and Privet. They're uh-huh. really good to have. Yep. Um, so okay, so you're going to now take off from Vladivostok. Did you want to take over the reins of this of control of the slideshow here to show us a little bit about what the itinerary map looks like? Uh, sure. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, can you make me the owner like this, the co-host? Sure. I will do that right now. Making you a co-host. Do you have control? Yes. Okay, there you go. All right. And uh, so this is a a website that I used a lot in my research. It's called seed61.com. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, train journeys all over the world. You can see on this left side, you know, pretty much any country you want to go to, they'll explain how to get there, what to do, how to prepare, everything. It's a beautiful website. It's a lot of research. Yeah, it's a lot. That's <laughs> so, good. So uh, the page that I have open right now is for the Trans-Siberian. You can tell by that URL. Okay. Uh, and uh, basically this blue line uh, is the line that I took from, from Vladivostok uh, up to uh, uh, Khabarovsk, uh, Ulanude, Irkutsk, all the way across to Moscow. Okay. Uh, and I had actually made a stop. I had decided to stop in Irkutsk on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole train journey is something like seven and a half to eight days okay. um, if you go nonstop. <laughs> uh, uh, now, thanks to this website and also there was a Lonely Planet guidebook I had, uh, I knew that there are no showers on board the train. Okay. Uh, so seven days, no shower, packed train. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of people. Very robust smell, I'm sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I said, okay, let me let me split this up. And I'll also, stop in your coots to <laughs> get a hotel or something to watch. So my also, down. also, I wanted to go to Lake Baikal, which is right next to Irkutsk. It's the uh, biggest freshwater lake in the world. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to see what that is like. You know, just just as a tourist, as a visitor. So, uh, the, I booked. Now, unlike uh, European trails, uh, European trains, mm-hmm. uh, Russia does not have like a pass, a rail pass kind of system. So, uh, every train ticket you buy, you have to buy individual train tickets. Okay. You know, and and then you know you have to buy the reservation with that. You'll you'll be assigned a seat number, all of that stuff, right? Uh, so. Uh, I basically had to buy two train tickets, one from Vladivostok to Irkutsk, and then again from Irkutsk to Moscow, second train ticket. Okay. Uh, and uh, along with that, it goes without saying, if you miss the train, you have to now buy another train ticket for the next day. There's no, Ugh, you know. That's got to suck. Uh, yeah, so you better, you know, be there on time. You better be on board and ready to go. You know? Yeah, don't run behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what, um, um, can I ask you a quick question about uh, both Vladivostok and Yerkuts? Mm-hmm. Um, for Vladivostok, what kind of tourist stuff was there to do while you were there? Anything? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Vladivostok, it used to be, during the Soviet era, it used to be a, a naval base mm-hmm. uh, for the USSR. And uh, so they still have like the port over there, uh, which is now a tourist area. Mm-hmm. And they have a submarine museum you can go to. They have a lot of statues all over the all over the city. Uh, of, you know, uh, the USSR uh, heroes like Lenin and Stalin and others, uh, Karl Marx. Uh, but you also you also pose next to a like a large head of Poseidon yeah. as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is strange. And uh, uh, it's interesting because you you asked me about that. I showed you that photo earlier and you asked me who is that and I couldn't tell. Uh, and I, I actually thought it was an old Russian czar or someone, you know, and then I uh, researched it online and it turns out it's the uh, uh, statue of Poseidon. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know how they got that in Vladivostok. I don't know the history behind that, but... Uh, well, clearly they're big up on their Greek and their Roman, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So, 
uh, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. And this is, excuse me, uh, this was in uh, also in the port area of Vladivostok, in the harbor area. Mm -hmm. So that whole region is like, uh, if you have been to San Francisco, it's like Embarcadero area of San Francisco, uh, where, you know, it's like touristy stuff, people, you know, uh, taking photos and a lot of tourists, English-speaking people. <laughs> so it, it was fine. That that was really the only uh, kind of tourist place I went to. Vladivostok is probably, I think it's the third largest city in all of Russia. It's massive. Yeah, it, it is a big city, yeah. Compared to big city. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Petersburg and Moscow. Yeah. Um, when you got off at Irkutsk, um, what... I mean, was there anything to do there, or was it just pretty much yes. like getting out for the hotel? Yes. Uh, Irkutsk has a river that goes through it, and mm -hmm. that river area is also very nice. Uh, they had, like, fountains. They had a festival that particular night that we happened to be there, which is a coincidence. Uh, so they had, like, food carts, food vendors, you know, the food trucks all over there, uh, which was very nice. Um, uh, and... Uh, is beautiful city actually, and the train station itself is very beautiful in Irkutsk. The building and the the architecture of that and everything. I love spontaneous events like that. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was in St. Petersburg and I went to the Church of the Resurrection, which is also known mm -hmm. as the Church of the Spilled Blood. Mm -hmm. It's a really fantastic, beautiful place. If you ever yeah. had the chance to see it, yeah. we came out of the church and there was a, there's a canal nearby the church, and there were like a hundred kayakers that were going through at the same time, and everybody was like cheering them with flags and stuff like that on the side. And oh, uh, we asked our tour guide what was going on, and she's like, "Oh, random, you know, racing, I guess, at the middle of the day." So I was like, you know, it wasn't like any spe anything specific, but it was like one team versus another team was going down the canal. So it was like, yep. oh, well, that's kind of cool. So you never know. Go to these places, you'll find some really interesting stuff out and just indulge in the culture because it could be really yeah. fun. If you just walk around in the town, you know, you might notice something. It, it's true anywhere in the world you go. I mean, um, yeah. You so, had a, I think on this page, there was also a picture of like the sleeper cabin as well. Yes. yes. So this, this website, again, it's a fantastic website for research. Uh, any question you could possibly have, they will answer it. Uh, so they have photos of how it looks like uh, this one, second class four birth. Um, and there's a first class two berths and a third, third class, which is like open seating, open berths, uh, six in one row. And then, you know, it's, there's no wall in between. So I, I can go through the details of those uh, if you like. Just for purposes uh, of accommodations, do those do this, the seating areas basically turn into beds? Is that how yeah, it works? Or yeah. is it like so, so the bottom kind of comes outward uh, and it becomes like a flat bed. Okay. Um, uh, this space looks too, too less to me. I think it was a little bit bigger than this comparatively. But, you know, that's just... I may be wrong. I don't know. Um, now... Uh, there are different types of trains that operate on this route. And uh, this one, the Rossiya, that's the name of the train, uh, Russia. Uh, this this goes the entire way, Moscow to Vladivostok. Uh, so this is one of the more like, luxurious trains uh, that, that is there. There are lots of other smaller trains that only go certain sections. You know, there will be trains that go just from Vladivostok to Irkutsk or wherever, you know, just just certain point, not the whole way through. Okay. Uh, 
So, you know, you, you book your ticket on that particular train that you're going on. And then this website also has a timetable I was just looking at here. Uh, so it shows all the timetable updated and, you know, where, wherever you want to go, right? Uh, so day eight, Vladivostok or whatever, right? Yeah. So wonderful resource. Uh, uh, we can show, share a link to it at the end of this presentation. Absolutely. Yes. Um, thank you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how is the, how, how is the customer service on the train? Uh, not so good. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> and, and I've heard different things. So, uh, i I follow a, a blogger online. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want me to drop. Sure. Uh, Why not? <laughs> uh, so she goes by the handle, the professional hobo. Okay. Um, and she's a, like a long-term traveler and also loves train travels. Mm. And she's been on this train. And she actually mentioned that, you know, the service is pretty good comparatively. You know, you don't expect much, but you, it's fine. It's not a problem. Um, uh, for me, there were times when I was like kind of put off a little bit, but, but that's just the way they are. So it's my, you know, uh, like Western views and you know, you have to you have to adjust to that. Um, I've I've I've. It's my impression that if you have a guide or someone who's like really good, like watching over you, mm -hmm. their customer service skills are spectacular. Yeah. But your normal interaction, like ticket takers and people like that, they just right uh, right they're in for the business yep exactly just yep. move move along <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i think so um but i mean it sounds like it was a pretty interesting train ride um seven days you said or uh, the total is like seven and a half days a little over seven okay cool um if you go non-stop um so uh like this photo show, like they have uh, phone charge, like uh, electrical plugs. You can charge your phones. Uh, um, what, a, what type of plug are they using? It's the same as Europe. The two twenty European, uh, okay. yeah, the the two round pins. Okay. Um, and uh, restaurant car on board. Uh, the food was so-so. I mean, you, I really can't expect much, though. So it was fine. Um, and Here, I'm course, expecting vodka and caviar. I mean, maybe I'm under the misimpression uh, of something nice like that. Vodka, yes. Caviar, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, and of course, on all the uh, train station platforms, especially the bigger cities, uh, there'll be shops and restaurants that you can stop and get supplies for the journey. Nice. Um, Excellent. Uh, and uh, Wi-Fi? Do they have Wi-Fi? Uh, no, no Wi-Fi. Okay. At least not in 2011. I don't know now. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine, especially now, if you got a, like a first-class ticket, uh, I can't imagine them not having that. That would be really surprising to me. Well, it is Russia. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, good point. It's would you want to open Wi-Fi unprotected in Russia? I don't know. Um, so, all right. Very cool. Uh, do you mind if I get the screen back from you? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. All righty. All right. So, did you have any like pre-planned excursions on these different locations that you were going to, like when when you st made stops in cities? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes and no. Not not planned. It it just happened on the fly. Um, so, uh, I think I mentioned earlier I'd made a stop in Irkutsk on the way, mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to go see Lake Baikal. Now, Irkutsk is not 
literally on the shore of Lake Baikal. It's like an hour's drive away. <laughs> it's always um, an hour drive away from wherever you're going. <laughs> Look, airport to city, uh, city to the lake, whatever, one hour drive. Yes. Uh, so, but but I had read somewhere online or in my uh, you know guidebook for I had a Lonely Planet guidebook for Trans Siberian Railway. Uh, I had read somewhere that. Uh, yeah, you will always find there. There are lots of travel agencies over there that will take you to Lake Baikal okay. uh, for a day trip or whatever, right? So I, I, it also said that you, it's better to book locally instead of outside. Otherwise, you know, uh, if I book from here, yes, it's it's kind of peace of mind. It's guaranteed that it's there, but uh, they'll also charge more money and all that. And I'm very cheap. Uh, on long trips. So, um, which is why you're able to go on so many of them. So good for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, got to Irkutsk and, uh, I think I had three days over there. Okay. And, uh, one of those days I definitely wanted to go to Lake Baikal. Another day I definitely wanted to roam around in Irkutsk. Uh, and a third day was just to kind of relax and whatever, you know, whatever happens. Did you pick up any souvenirs um, along the way? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, because this was a huge, long journey uh, beyond just the Trans-Siberian. Mm-hmm. And basically, souvenirs means you have to carry it everywhere. No, that's, sorry, not for me. Um, <laughs> You're like, that's what the photos are for. These are memories. I just keep them <laughs> myself. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, got to Irkutsk, uh, went to the hotel. At the hotel, they had a concierge at the hotel, which was very nice. Okay. Uh, I mean, I did expect that. Uh, so I asked the concierge, you know, what can I do about this? I want to go to Irkutsk. Uh, I'm sorry, I want to go to, to Lake Baikal. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they gave me uh, directions uh, to to a, a travel agency in the town, hmm. right? And it, he gave me a small, like, a, a guide map, you know, like the hotel kind of guide map, not the official city map. You know, uh, he just said, like, you know, you go this way, this way, this way, and you get there, go to the third floor, you know, you'll have the travel agency there, right? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And everything is in Russian, of course, right? The map is in Russian. The the signs on the street are in Russian, everything, right? So at least I could match those together. So that was fine. <laughs> Playing a game of, of like, concentration. <laughs> right. right. Uh, like, does this symbol look like this symbol? Yeah, this is the street I'm supposed to be on. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, so I could get to that travel agency. When I got there, uh, the directions that the hotel guy had given were actually not 100% complete. So uh, he had written something like second or third floor on that thing. And, you know, he had written the name of the travel agency also. And uh, on the bottom of the building, uh, they had this uh, sign of all the businesses, right, in that building. Uh, and so I was like, second or third floor, like, no, that doesn't look like this. <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I had a little bit trouble finding the actual place, like where it is inside that building. Uh, and I was even doubting, like, is it this building or am I supposed to be somewhere else? Or, you know, but that's all part of the fun, right? Like, it's, it's part of the adventure. It's immersion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally did find the place. I went there and the funniest thing happened. So I walked in. And first thing I asked them, do you speak English? She said, yes, uh, very well. Uh, and uh, I said, like, the two of us, me and my friend, we wanted to go to Lake Baikal uh, for a day. How much do you charge? I was kind of asking, like, you know, what, what kind of trips they have available? What, what do they do? You know, I was expecting, like, pre-packaged 
you know, day trip, this is what it covers, you know, like like on sites like whiter.com or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like we go here, 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 and you leave at this time and you come back at this time and everything, right? So that's what I was expecting. And I was expecting actually to go the next day because it was already kind of late morning, late afternoon-ish kind of time. Uh, so that lady said, that guy over there, he lives in the town on Lake Baikal called Slutbyanka. Sorry, Listbyanka. Listbyanka. Uh, Listbyanka. That's his hometown. Oh, and, cool. Uh, she said, like, why don't you go talk to him, uh, and he might take you there right now if you want. <laughs> and like, wait, right now? <laughs> I'm like, I expect like tomorrow morning you'll go all day and come back at night and stuff like that, right? Uh, so we went to talk to that other guy who was, you know, behind another desk. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I can take you. I can take you right now. If you want to go, I have my car. Uh, it'll be whatever you want to do. I'll show you the lake. Uh, there's another stop on the way. You stop over there. You go come back. And it'll be fine. Let's go. <laughs> okay, then. Well, okay. How much do you charge? <laughs> That's the main question, right? How much money? Yeah, are you gonna exactly. Uh, uh, so he gave me some price. I said, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to haggle or anything. Like, okay, fine. Is you know, I gave him the money and uh, we were off. The same right then. Like, <laughs> like I was like, That's so funny. Just did not expect that at all. Like immediately, you know, we went downstairs, went to his car, and we started driving. Um, wow. So uh, we went down to this lake. On the way, there was this uh, old village. <laughs> Uh, that is basically from pre-Russian uh, Revolution time. Uh, mm. It was during the uh, Tsar Nicholas II time period. Yeah. Um, and uh, the whole village is built completely out of wood. Uh, there aren't even any nails uh, holding the buildings, you know, the, holding the wooden logs together in the buildings. Uh, it's 100% wooden. Uh, and it's it's just a weird things to see. Uh, like ev- every building is like all wood. There's nothing else, no metal construction, anything, no cement, nothing holding it all together. Uh, but they made it like that. Uh, so they had, it used to be a Russian army uh, like outpost or something like that. Uh, so we walked around over there. Interesting looking village on the way. Um, and uh, spent some time over there, then got back in the car, went down to the lake, uh, and uh, just hung out or hung around on the lake. Uh, so uh, now, uh, <laughs> remind me later to talk about the train journey next to the lake, but we went to the lake and it was cold water. Now this is roughly the end of May. Okay. Uh, the water is like ice cold. <laughs> Um, and there were no, there was no, no one of, of course, of course, swimming in it or anything like that. It's just, you know, there's a beach, you go to the beach and you see it, look at it and you basically, that's it. Right. Um, uh, so, but there are restaurants, uh, like tourist catered, you know, outdoorsy kind of restaurants. You sit on the patio, you have a nice view of the lake and everything, eat food. Do you remember, do you remember what kind of food you had there? Yes. <laughs> Uh, now, a little bit about me. I don't like fish. Okay. Uh, and at that time, uh, now I've started to eat sushi, but I still don't eat like even cooked fish, salmon and stuff. So at that time, I did not have 
any kind of fish, you know, nothing. And that's all they had in their, those restaurants <laughs> because it's... Well, you're on the side of a lake, there. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I told the guy that, you know, he fortunately he was English speaking, right? So I was able to talk to him. Uh, so I told him, you know, I don't eat fish, so what do you recommend that is not fish, right? Uh, and he's like, no, you you have to try this one fish. Just just try it once. You know, this is kind of the experience, right? Like, uh, so there's this fish called amul, uh, amul or omul, O M U L. Okay. Uh, apparently, it only lives in that lake, in Lake Baikal. It, it doesn't live anywhere else in the world. Uh, and it's a delicacy of that region. So he was like, you have to try this, you know, have a fried mole or something. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll have one bite out of what you because I hate fish. <laughs> and yeah, I absolutely did not like it at all, but whatever. <laughs> uh, people, I was people waiting for you to say, give us the whole, oh my gosh, it was fantastic. You're like, no, it still sucked. Thank you. It sucked. <laughs> uh, but again, like all part of the experience, and and you know uh, after that, like there's really nothing else. I think I had like some uh, like boiled chicken or something like that over there, like, just something weird. Um, and uh, that was kind of supper, and we just hung out over there, chatted about each other's lives and stuff. He he lives in that city in Lismiankar, cool. and he's a tour guide in Irkutsk, and he keeps doing this all the time so like, sounds wow, like a okay. sounds fun. talk to me about the train around the area yeah so the train uh, coming into irkutsk so uh, can i share my screen again please sure go right ahead i think you do you still have the ability yeah i do okay so uh okay you know what let me open google maps okay <laughs> <laughs> So this is the lake. It's kind of shaped like a banana. Oh, okay. Um, That's a and, very, very large lake. Yeah. Um, so Irkutsu is here, and we were in this town called Lispianka, which is kind of here, right? Okay. Uh, now, on the train, the train doesn't go here. The train comes across to Ulanud, basically following this road uh, next to the lake all the way. Sludyanka is a stop, and Irkutsu is the next stop. Okay. Uh, so the train comes along like this. Now, when we were approaching the lake from this side, now, remember, I, I started the journey in Vladivostok, right, on the Pacific Ocean over here. Yeah. Uh, Vladivostok is there, right? Uh, so uh, coming from this side, going uh, westward, uh, when we got to this point over here, where the uh, train track comes to the lake, everybody in the train is taking photographs. Like, you know, there's like the hallway in the train carriage. I, I have a photograph looking straight down the hallway, there are like 20 people just taking photos of the lake. <laughs> hmm. uh, now, interestingly, this side of the lake, like the eastern side, had uh, ice on the on the top layer, right? Okay. Uh, the part of, part of it was frozen over. And as we made our way up around the lake, this side was totally liquid, 100%. Oh, how interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we came to Irkutsk and then we went to Lispianka and I didn't know what to expect over there, whether there would be ice or, you know, whatever. It was 
all liquid, 100% liquid. This explains, by the uh, way, why it was so cold. It's because half yeah, the lake is frozen yeah, half over. half the lake is frozen, right. Um, uh, but I've never actually seen anything like that. I mean, I, I've seen Lake Michigan in the winter, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's either all or nothing in my experience. It's not like half and half. Yeah, you know? I've, I've, I've never um, seen Unless it's a glacier um, of, of some sort. Yeah, you know? But in yeah. this particular case, it but wouldn't have This been. is like just the water freezing on the top layer, right? Um, but anyway, so this was like ice cold, and we were pretty much at the end of the road, and you, you see a couple of restaurants over there. Uh, this is in the town of Lispianka, right, right along the beach. Uh, uh, so just hung out over there. Oh, interesting. I see this Baikal Museum now. I, we did not go there. Uh, <laughs> so important, important tip for people who are going to travel. Remember the museums. They are yeah. there for a reason. Um, so, uh, but it's just yeah, south I mean, southeast of Yakutsk. Yeah, this like. is like an hour's drive. Like I said, okay. roughly an hour. Um, and um, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And we came back to Irkutsk. Uh, now we had two full days in Irkutsk afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day just hung out at this river. Um, this is the uh, Angara River. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, I don't know exactly where we were, but it was kind of like a park area, so it might be around here or something. But um, more you know, in the center it, of the city. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, or, or possibly here uh, in this park area. Uh, so it's like a, a riverfront, touristy kind of place. You just hang out over there, and you know there are like food food truck vendors and stuff like that. It seems like a fairly sizable town. It is. It is a kind of a big city. Um, uh, I mean, for the area, it's in Siberia, so relatively speaking, it's a big city. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So you know, it, it is it is a nice city. Uh, the train station, like I said, the train station building was probably the most beautiful in the whole town that I saw. Okay. Uh, just the architecture that is fantastic. It's like that old uh, old style architecture. Hmm. Um, and uh, just relaxed in Irkutsk until it was time to get back on the train and continue the journey. Quick question about the train depot. Um, was it, because uh, there's very different architectural styles. There's the uh, pre-communist uh, mm-hmm. architectural style. There's the post-communist architectural style, which is much more um, mm-hmm. s- solid. Like solid cement blocks, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very mm-hmm. structural mm-hmm. looking, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's built for efficiency, less for, right. you know, uh, aesthetics. Right. And then right. when you get into the stuff that's pre-communist, you have the stuff mm-hmm. that's more like almost French in a way because it's, it's you know, you had Peter the Great, he had gone over to France at one point. He brought a lot of his teachings back over to Russia. And so um, that type of architecture had been shared with the Russian people. And it's kind of an amalgamation of this French slash Russian hybrid architectural style. Um, when you got to these train depots, were they mostly the communist uh Type no, pre. It was pre. pre-com. Oh, yeah. Very the, nice. the, the train, uh, the uh, this rail line was uh, completed in like turn of the century, 1900s, 1906 okay. or something like that. So that was under Tsar Nicholas II. Okay. And uh, he basically wanted a, 
you know, a way to get to this uh, Far East Pacific Ocean port uh, from Moscow in a quick way. So it was built for that. It was just to connect that military base in Vladivostok across, you know, across the country. Um, and of course, give access to Siberia and, you know, all the different provinces along the way. Um, so uh, everything at that time, it was built in that time. So it, it really, like many of the stations, not just Irkutsk, they have this uh, old style, you know, like the Victorian kind of buildings and, you know, uh, it, it's very nice. It's a, it's a big contrast to many of the, like the big buildings in Moscow today. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's, that's your next major stop, correct? Uh, that was the final destination. Yes. Okay. So what were your impressions about Moscow? Cause I've never been there. Uh, I love Moscow. Uh, I actually liked it more than St. Petersburg. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Even though people say St. Petersburg is, you know, like a European city, not a Russian city. And uh, Moscow was amazing for me. Um, and part of it is just like growing up in a place like India and the US, uh, like teenage years I was in the US. Uh, and, you know, there's this kind of, uh, at that time in the late 1980s, Oops, giving up my age there. Uh, Please, we're both the same age. <laughs> uh, uh, there was this uh, like anti-communist, you know, Ronald Reagan era kind of, you know, this this uh, evil empire, what he called it. Yeah. You know, uh, so this was always kind of a strange place, right? Like Russia, How? when am I ever going to get to Russia? Come on. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it was like that kind of feeling. Um, uh, so... Going to Moscow and seeing the Kremlin and the big red walls, red square, and everything—it's just wow! It just blew me away. And did you it, have an opportunity it, to tour any of those places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. absolutely. Mm-hmm. We could go inside the Kremlin, uh, go around the see the uh, the treasury building. They have all kinds of jewels from everywhere, from the wars that they've had. Um, um, they have just the building itself, like you know the walls and the turrets on the sides of the walls and uh, red square right next to it. It's all just this huge grand place, you know. Uh, Did you have an opportunity to take a look at St. Basil's Cathedral while you were yes, there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so actually, that, in my opinion, looks better from the outside than the inside. Really? Uh, uh, exact opposite in Saint Petersburg. There's a yeah. Very, uh, you know, Saint Petersburg. That cathedral is amazing. So. Are you talking about uh, Church of the Resurrection? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic, incredible inside. Uh, but the Moscow one, um, I just, just my opinion, it, it's, you know, inside was kind of put down after seeing the outside. Most people that I speak to when they, when they compare St. Petersburg and Moscow, they look at the two and say, okay, well, St. Petersburg is like the cultural hub yeah. of Russia and Moscow is the political hub of there, mm-hmm. but they both share like larger buildings and they have a, a, a robust nightlife and there's a lot of things to do in both places for tourists. So I guess it's just a matter of, you know, what you're more influenced by and what you really enjoy right. during and, your during your times. Right. And also, uh, I want to add, like, your preconceived ideas about this strange land called Russia and, you know, uh, like, everything you, when you were growing up, you were taught that, you know, 
Russia bad or yeah, whatever. Russia yeah. Bad. Yeah. No, yeah. And, like from, from my perspective, and, and this gives you a little bit about my background too, for my students who don't know, um, my, my father's side of the family is Russian, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess now it's kind of like Russian Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah, exactly. Because um, my, my great grandfather came from Kiev. So in terms of that, you know, there's a soft spot in my heart for, and there always has been for Russia. And so I'd always wanted to go out there. And when I had the opportunity to go to St. Petersburg, this, that was a really spectacular opportunity. And I, it did not disappoint. I was really blown away by everything that I did when I was mm-hmm. in St. Petersburg. That's, I think about three hours from Moscow. Um, but I mean, I gotta say, I just, I really, really enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I'm going to go back and sharing here yeah, really yeah, quick. Stop my sharing, sorry. No problem. Um, in terms of the return trip, um, once you arrive in Moscow and you've disembarked the train, um, where are you headed after that? Are you going back to the U S at that point or? Uh, no, I continued to St. Petersburg, um, and then beyond that, uh, Helsinki, Tallinn, and rest of Europe and stuff. So it was a long trip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it sounded like a very, very, very worthwhile trip, actually. And I'm really happy that you mm-hmm. had an opportunity to do that, which leads us into the takeaways for this kind of a trip. What are the, right. in your opinion, what are the pros of going on a trip like this? Uh, so uh, you get to see the country. Um, most people who travel to Russia will go to Moscow, St. Petersburg. Yeah. Those are the highlights. Uh, tra- going up across the country, it, it's it's different. I mean, you see the landscapes. It's all about the views, you know, the forests in Siberia, the mountains. You're crossing the Ural Mountains. Uh, those are very beautiful. Uh, the lakes, the rivers. Uh, it's, it's just the scenery out the window. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, also, the whole experience of physically being on the train, uh, it's, uh, I, I can't even put into words, like, uh, because you are basically, most of the people who are on that particular train are going, you know, all the way, Vladivostok to Moscow, right? Uh, they're not, usually they're not getting off the train in the mid- middle. Yeah. Um, so you get to know the people around you, you know, you you make friends with them. Yeah, you're with them for about a uh, week. So. Yeah. Um, well, in my case, it was three days plus four days on that trip. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's so, like, it's just, you, can, you can't even imagine how it is like, you know. It's just, uh, it's just a it's, huge cultural exchange experience. Right, it right. sounds like it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, well, fun, fun, fun and not fun. That's the things to be aware of. On your next so, week. yeah, let's talk about uh, that. What are some things that a person going into this kind of a trip, because this is quite the epic excursion, mm-hmm. what are some things they need to be aware of? Yeah. Uh, the number one thing is there are no showers on board the train. Okay. <laughs> so don't <laughs> so expect that. Don't expect that. There is, a there is of course, a, like a regular restroom, toilet kind of thing with, okay. with a sink. So whatever you can do on the sink, you know, wash your face, head, and stuff like that, that's fine. But is, is this um, like a communal? No, it's a, you can lock it. It's, it's a, a single, you know, lockable. But it is shared one, one of those or sometimes two of those in one train carriage. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, once you're in there, it's, it's a restroom. You can lock it and, you know, do your business there. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's, that's one 
Did you have to be a problem? Own, did you have did you have to bring your own uh, toilet paper or did the, was it already? Yes, I did bring my own toilet paper. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that you can shop. You can go in Vladivostok to a you know any grocery store and get all those kind of supplies. Uh, you should also get uh, food items, snacks, drinks. Uh, you know, uh, yes, you can buy them on the train stations along the way, but you know it's just something extra you can keep in your bag, like things like sandwiches. You know, you can make bread and whatever sandwiches, yeah. right? That'll stay. Um, um, so, so bring, so bring, so go and buy snacks. Yeah. Prior to getting on the train. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, but if you don't, it's also fine because, like I said, even on the train stations along the way, uh, wherever the stops are, like pretty long stops, you can you can get down, you can roam around in the train stations, you can you know go shopping and stuff like that. Excellent. Uh, uh, now, uh, one of the things is uh, the people that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, they are getting drunk, and like really, really drunk. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Russia. Uh, <laughs> it's not. I don't want to no. say that. That's not a stereotype. They shouldn't. No, you know, I, but I mean, there is a there is a stereotype out there mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes that is something. It's just like when you talk about fraternities. There's a there's a stereotype that right. there are party places, and <laughs> that's kind of there for a reason. So, mm-hmm. so especially like if. Uh, if you're a single lady traveling alone, you know, uh, it is th- something to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of drunk guys on board the train. Um, they're, they're basically, there's no concept of day and night. If you're traveling seven days across the country, uh, you know, people are awake in the daytime, nighttime, they, whatever, you know, they're laughing, talking to each other. They're like, if you want to sleep, there's no, you know, set time to so bring earplugs or anything bring bring whatever you need earplugs uh, (laughs) noise cancelling headphones or whatever Uh, uh, now depending on the type of cabin that you book now there's a first class second class and third class cabin Uh, first and second you can lock your compartment there's you there's a compartment that you can lock but you know the first is two two birds sharing one compartment and second is four birds sharing one compartment so okay. it's, uh, if you're a family of four perfect you know but if you're alone or something uh, you have three other people with you in that same compartment you know you have to be aware what what are these people going to do you know um, uh, and it's just a matter of luck you know i was lucky it, it was fine with me but you never know um, okay. And then uh, finally, I would say, uh, what are maybe some value adds, cost savings, or some best practices that, if you had to choose one, what would you want to share with my students? Um, the the cost savings, you really, I mean, you're you're defined by the ticket of the the train ticket, right? <laughs> so uh, whatever it is, you got to pay up. Uh, you know, but you can, of course, book the cheaper, you know, the third class ticket, which is also fine. Uh, but just be aware of the. Book, just be aware of the negative, uh, you know, uh, about that. Like you're out in the open, uh, you have to be careful with your luggage. You have to, you know, like like any uh, place you're traveling to, right? Uh, uh, and if you're 
if you can go with some people that you trust, if you can go with some friends or family or whatever, ideal, you know. Uh, and they also allow you to book a four-berth cabin if you're only two of you traveling together or even one of you going alone. You okay. can actually book all four berths and that's yours. You know, now you can lock the door and you're safe inside, you know. Uh, uh, now, uh, I had some interesting experiences with some people on board. Uh, one of them was actually like the vendor on the train. The, he was, you know, taking his cart and going down and asking people what they want to buy. Okay. Um, uh, and it's just memories. It's, uh, well, what, 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 go on. What was the story, though? I mean, well, uh, so this guy, he uh, didn't speak too much English. And of course, I spoke no Russian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he's coming by and uh, he's asking, you know, everyone, he, he was actually selling a beer uh, on his car uh, okay. all the time. Like, so for four straight days, imagine this, every couple of hours, right? He's walking by with a cart uh, and he's asking everyone, do you want beer? Uh, and so I don't drink beer. I don't like beer. Okay. And he's, so I said, no, no, no. And every single day, every few hours... You want beer? You want beer? You want beer? <laughs> drink beer. Uh, I'm like, no, I don't drink beer. No, no beer. <laughs> so it was just one of those things that, you know. Do you have anything else on this car, on this trolley besides beer? I mean, just. For him, it was only beer. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice guy, but I'm not buying your beer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But like it, it was just like there was a miscommunication. You know, he was trying to serve me. I was like, I don't drink it. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> that's where that's where you get in the basiva, you know, and stuff like that. You know, just thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, Ishan, I got to thank you, basiva to you, um, on this wonderful information that you shared with me. So thank you again for that. Um, and again, the site that you used is seat61.com, and then if you use forward slash trans dash siberian htm that will get you to the sp that will get you to the page that has all the information on it correct yes that's right okay and it has all kinds of information about uh, pretty much all train journeys in the world <laughs> Well, I, Ashana, you, you've just been a gold mine of information. I had such a fun time. So thank you so much for sharing this oh, with you. my students. It's awesome. Now, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to know about in, in terms of getting back with you, either about the professor travel or this specific trip, you can send them directly to me at scott@theprofessortravel.com. If you're watching on YouTube, click that little bell icon above you to be notified about new and new videos come out. If you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate you being part of the family. If you like this video and you'd like to see additional content, click the like button in order to be notified, um, or to help us actually, I should say, improve our channel. And then if you're listening on the podcast, please, please, please rate us. We really appreciate it. I'll be your best friend, I promise. Um, but until our next time, my name is Scott. I am the Professor Travel, and make every day a travel adventure. Thanks, everybody. Happy Take traveling. care. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.